Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the ever sporadically posted, ever sporadically done movie mayhem. Coming to you in recording from quarantine as this whole coronavirus proceeds to go on. My co-host today may or may not be cats who think that their opinions on movies matter. Um, but let's just jump into it, shall we? We're going to start off with the movie Shazam. This is a DC movie that DC is slowly getting better as long as it doesn't inquire or do, involve a sparkly Batman or Ben Affleck as Batman or Superman or really I DC movies suck. Um, they're TV shows are great. Their cartoons are better than Marvel's, um, except for the X-Men. The X-Men movies always going to be top. Um, but I digress. They really are just not up to the par of Marvel movies. Um, I may be biased, and I love a good Batman movie, but Shazam is one of the better of the DC bunch. But again, that's not saying a whole lot. So let's just jump into it. Shazam starts with Thad and his brother Sid and their dad Gary Cole traveling in a car. Um, and then everything stops right before they're about to get into an accident. And Thad is uh, transported to the wonderful world of Wizard Singular. He used to have multiple wizards. He has all the seven deadly sins locked up in a um, statue of themselves. It's very kind of Mortal Kombat-ish where they're trying to save the world, the realm of humans from the evil realm of wizard or sin or whatever it really comes down to. Either way, Thad fails horribly and um, he's returned back to his family. They get into an accident and we flash forward. We flash forward to... Billy Bastion, who's a foster kid looking for his mother, he runs away from foster home to foster home because he's in search. All he has is a name, and that's all that he needs. Um, if he had maybe his trusty dog with him, then he could start a Scooby-Doo gang, but he doesn't. Um, so he finally gets like a last reprieve before they threaten to throw him in jail. Um, and he moves in with Rosa and Victor, who is played by Jerry from The Walking Dead. I really, again, do not know this man's name, the actor's real name. Again, I could look it up and do research. But what kind of unprepared, unprofessional podcast would this be if I did any of that? Um, so, Jerry and Rosa, who are formerly foster kids, uh, have a very, like, Jesse, if you've ever seen the Disney show Jesse, set up except they don't have any of their real kids uh, they just kind of collect foster children um, again because they're foster kids and they understand the process um, so they have Darla, Victor, Pedro and Freddy um, so once again um, so Thad is now uh, a doctor so PhD scientist um, who's gone slightly mad in 
search of the other realm, trying to find the last wizard. Um, he's been hunting down the symbols. He's a expert in symbolism, maybe symbiology. Um, and so he kind of hunted down everything, trying to again figure out how to get to that realm because he wants to prove himself. He wants this ultimate power that this wizard would have granted him. so that's what he's doing it causes people pain he finds finally finds a door finally is able to realize that there's a certain number a certain set of codes that work into it um and he's able to make this door appear ladies and gentlemen, was in intermission. Now we're back. So, boom. Thad, who now um, is Thad, so Thad walks through the door, and he takes over and is succumbed by the um, will of the seven deadly sins. And now, if you've ever seen, there's the original Twilight Zone. There's a wonderful episode where this man is stranded in a castle and with these crazy like monks and the monks say you know don't look in there um don't listen to that man we have jailed who's howling like a maniac he's really the devil trust me you don't want to let him go Um, it's taking us a long time to get to him um and then the man stupidly lets the guy go and then spends the rest of his life hunting down the devil catches him tells his maid the same thing listen i have somebody locked in the closet please don't let him out he is the devil Um, i've got to go to the monastery and tell them that i found the devil Um, basically that whole thing dr shivago um, again i don't remember the exact name he becomes but we're going to call him dr shivago um so he breaks the seven deadly sins out, gets corrupted by their power. Um, they take his eye, so he has like this crazy eye now. Um, kind of a very Indiana Jones, Last Crusade type of thing. He chose poorly. Um, so, in need, you know, it's it's now the end of time. It's, it's time for the wizard to find the hero that Earth needs. You know, maybe Earth's mightiest hero, not heroes, plural. Um, so, Billy is not really enjoying his time with his friends and his family. Uh, his new family, trying to get out, trying to get and find his foster mother, all that stuff. Well, he has a crippled foster brother. Um, and I'm sorry, a handicapped foster brother who is getting picked on. And so, he one day he actually stands up for his handicapped brother and decides to beat the crap out of the bullies and scratch up their car and poof he's magically brought into the realm of the wizard and the wizard says say my name and um then 
you will become the mighty hero. And Billy's like, what's your name? And the wizard is like, my name is Shazam. So boom, Billy becomes Shazam. And it takes a very unbreakable vibe where Dr. Shivago is hunting for Shazam while Shazam... It, well, Billy is like, oh my god, I'm a superhero with all these cool powers. What can I do with them? Oh, let me be a jerk. You know, it's it's that aspect of it. Billy's journey is actually kind of cool because, like, again, it's an origin story. So you see how a child reacts to having superhero powers. And not just superhero powers, but he becomes a completely different person. It's like big, but it's also like unbreakable because when him and Shazam, when Dr. Shivago and Shazam finally meet... Um, Dr. Shivago just basically goes, Hey, guess what? We were meant to be together. We are the yin and the yang. We were meant to always fight each other. This was always meant to be in a very, again, unbreakable Mr. Glass versus um, Bruce Willis sort of vibe. Um, so, in the movie, as again, all this is going on, um, the Justice League is already established. The his siblings have toys of Superman and Aquaman and all, all of them. So the universe has already been established. The, the superheroes exist. Uh, the Justice League is out there. Um, and again, he can go in between um, in between realms. And so he takes as he's, you know, as Dr. Shivago has finally hunted him down. Um, so uh, Shazam, Billy, whatever you want to call him, hunted him down. He's like, oh, crap. So he goes through the closet like it's Narnia or Monsters, Inc. or one of those films and um, takes his brother, his, actually all of them, his brothers, sisters, the siblings, and they all become Shazams. They all get superhero powers and it becomes the Shazams verse um, the seven deadly sins and... I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but you can guess how it ends. The good guy wins. Good guys always win. Uh, So I guess I am going to tell you how it ends. Um, But, you know, it's not bad. Again, coming of age superhero story that's not Spider-Man. So I guess you have that to look forward to. Um, One really cool thing, kind of cute little thing, um, is in one of, um, you know, the, the handicapped brothers... It's like, no, I, I, I'm friends with Shazam, and I'm friends with the with superheroes, and everybody's like, no, you're not, no, you're not, and Billy kind of stands him up, um, so to make right, after Billy realizes what an asshole he was, um, he not only shows up to lunch as Shazam, um, but he also brings along a super friend, and poor super friend, he doesn't get any respect. We're not going to name names, but it's a super friend who doesn't get respect that doesn't even have an actor attached to his name anymore because the way DC has been screwing it up and they haven't been able to make a good movie of his since probably Christopher Reeves. So all in all, that is the synopsis, the quick rundown of Shazam. Not to be confused with the 90s, with the horrible top five worst movies of all time, horrible uh, 90s movie Kazam, starring Shaquille O'Neal as a rapper genie who is trapped inside of a boombox 
we're not going to get into it because I've spent 20 some odd years trying to forget that movie existed. You should too. Um, So thanks for tuning in and I will see you on the other side with whatever movie we're doing next. and gentlemen welcome back to the second half of this episode this movie honestly one of my favorite of all time one of the movies i have to watch every february 2nd Um, if you have any idea of anything you would all know it's groundhog's day that's right um i wanted to go into a weird tiger king moment there um that's right woodchuck chuckers it's groundhog's day christopher elliott's Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Bing, Ned Ryerson, the whole cast of characters that you love and adore, the same man living his day over and over again, which, if you've been in quarantine for six weeks, you will understand is pretty much every single day so far. Um, But I digress. Starts off um, snowing Phil Connor. Uh, Bill Murray's Phil Connor, weatherman in Pennsylvania. Or Pittsburgh Station. It is his fourth trip to Punxsutawney. They joke about it. He hates it. Just absolutely hates going to this like little dive city. Um, but he does it because you know it's part of the gig. Um, coming along with him on this trip is his new producer Rita, played by Andy McDowell, and Chris Elliott, who I always forget his um, character's name, um, but it's Chris Elliott. So. Uh, he gets there and you know he's like he's predicting the weather before he goes and he's like oh no it's not gonna you know um punxsutawney's gonna miss out on the blizzard it's gonna blow north to altoona um they'll get some precipitation but not a whole lot and there's a lot of weatherman like jokes kind of in the middle of it um you know he stays at a bed and breakfast because he's the talent and not in a hotel uh, where chris Elliott and andy mcdowell stay um, he comes out, you know, asks why there's not, sh- why there's not hot water, um, why would there be today, um, a man asks him, uh, when he thinks the first day of spring's gonna be, he gives the exact answer, um, the lady at the B&B who runs it said, asks if he's gonna be leaving, he says there's a 100% chance of, de- uh, departure, she asks him what um, asks him about the weather, he goes into it and just says, now, did you really want to know, or are you just making chit-chat, and she just kind of shakes her head and goes chit-chat, um, so again, you can really tell he just does not like being there, um, but something happens, whatever it is, um, so, anyways, he's walking through the streets, walking to, um, the hill uh, where Punxsutawney Phil lives runs into Bing Ned Ryerson Bill Murray has no idea who this man is he, Ned Ryerson keeps talking to him like he know, like they know each other Case Western High School went wanted to date Bill Murray's sister until he told him to back off um, Needle Nose Ned Ned the Head uh, did the belly, buddy, belly button whistle in school talent show that Ned Ryerson selling insurance now he 
even if you have insurance, you can always use more insurance. Am I right? Or am I right? Or am I right? Or am I right? Or am I right? Um, so, um, he goes through the motions, gets the, the, um, gets the interview or the, um, the taping of Punk's Tony Phil being pulled out, you know, they used to pull these groundhogs out and eat them, um, they just become hypocrites, uh, he, they head back to Pittsburgh, well, unfortunately for them, the Pits, um, Pittsburgh is blocked, all the roads leading to Pittsburgh from Punk's Tony are blocked because the blizzard, Bill Murray's sitting there freezing to death, the, um, state police is like, you can either stay here and freeze, or you can go back to Punxsutawney, Bill Murray's saying, I'm thinking about it, after stating that he makes the weather, why? Because when they ask you if you're a god, Ray, you say you are a god, as my cat has an opinion on that also. Since again, like I love this movie, I will try my best to run it down as shortly as possible without like sloshing through every single line, or repeating every single thing, or the ultimate question of like how long did Phil really stay in this loop? Um, again, if you're still if you're listening to this and it's still quarantine, then it feels like the forever. If you're listening to this after quarantine and you remember quarantine. Again, it's still all too real and still a little raw, um, but broken it down into parts. So the first part is, you know, where everything's kind of weird, and he's like, "Do you ever just get deja vu?" Um, and so he just doesn't know. He gets again woken up um, by "I've got you, babe." He's, you know, "Good morning, woodchuck chuckers." Don't forget your booties because it's cold out there it's cold out there every day what do you think this is miami beach um so that whole you know again the very weird it's a again a real kind of quick um part to it the second part is when phil kind of realizes this isn't going to end so and you know as there's a scene where he's sitting at the bar in bowling alley with uh, the townies just says, what would you do if every single day was exactly the same? Um, and one of the other guys goes, you know, that pretty much sums up my life. Um, and he talks about how, you know, there was this one time he's on a beach with a woman. That night they made love like seals or walruses or um, some marine life. That was a pretty good day. Why couldn't I repeat that one? Um, so he realizes, okay, so I can do whatever I want. I can get on, I can drink, get behind the wheel, ride on, uh, the railroad tracks because nothing's going to happen. Um, he meets Nancy Taylor, uh, who is just, again, a townie, um, just asks her, her name, where she went to high school and her ninth grade English teacher using that information hooks up with her and goes out on dates with her and that extends for a period of time um, then he kind of slowly realizes he wants something more out of it so 
um, you know, he's, he realizes, like, yeah, well, I mean, he tries to, you know, do stuff like rob banks and, and, um, stuff like that, but, you know, he reads, um, pretentious poetry to Rita, and, you know, he realizes, you know, like, maybe I want to get to know Rita better, um, and so he takes the necessary steps in his life to get to know her, and then the next part becomes he's just stuck and depressed with the whole situation because it's not getting any better. He's not jumping to the next life, you know, trying to put one thing right at a time. He's just, he can't get out of his funk, so he tries to kill himself a thousand different ways. Um, you know, uh, electrocutes himself, jumps off of a building, all these, all these sorts of different ways. And then for whatever reason, and it doesn't show in it, um, but maybe he's just been, you know, like he says, you know, maybe God's just been around so long he knows everything. Um, when he's pointing out to Rita that he knows all the people in the town. Um, and so maybe he just realizes, like, hey, the best way to, is to make the best way to get through this is to make the best of the situation. So he does little things like, you know, the old ladies get a flat tire and so he changes their tire. He saves a kid from falling out of the street out of the tree he saves um buster the town mayor from choking um gives these newlyweds who have cold feet about getting married tickets to wrestlemania all you know learns to play the piano uh can pick that up pretty quickly because his father was a piano mover um things like that and he just makes the best of the time which is infinite that he has and punks at tony um which i don't know maybe is something we should all learn from this time in quarantine or maybe it's just a movie and we shouldn't think all existential about it. Either way, it finally happens for him. And he finally gets out of the loop. Um, and Rita goes on a date. Rita spends like her entire paycheck. Or like her entire checking account. And, and kids, this is... In this movie, they use what is called a checkbook. Now, a checkbook is a booklet that used to keep paper in it where you could write down how much money you were giving somebody and you would sign it and then they would have to take the paper to the bank and the bank would cash it or deposit it into their accounts um but people carried these around men carried them around women carried them around we carried them around again just a little bit of information that children may not know nowadays because y'all got your plastic cards or your phone swipes and all that stuff I digress. Um, Annie McDowell pays all this money for Phil. Everything falls in, in place. They were going to hook up, but they fall asleep. He wakes up, and it's another day. And Gobbler's Knob, that's the name of the park um, where Punk's Tony Phil is. Sorry. So everything, you know, becomes copacetic. He looks at Annie McDowell and he's like, you're still here. And he's all shocked and surprised. And she's like, yeah. He's like, why are you still here? She said, because you said stay. And he laughs. He's like, because I said stay. I can't even make a dog stay. And so he's happy. You know, he has Annie McDowell. Everything kind of seems copacetic, at least because he woke up with a brand new day ahead of him. 
again, maybe a little too existential for all of us in this quarantine world we're living in, but there it is, Groundhog's Day. Thank you once again, ladies and gentlemen, for sticking around for this wild and crazy ride. Hopefully it won't be six more weeks between casts, as I think, I think, I think just a matter of execution that I have a plan on how to do this, get more of these out in a timely fashion. Um, so thanks. Until next time, y'all stay safe, stay indoors, um, don't make any unnecessary trips. Peace.